Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Tech Mobility Show. Right now, regardless of where you get it, the future of EVs in the United States is going to require a lot of lithium in the short term, as well as nickel, iron, and other elements. This is topic B. Part of a clean energy future will also require the processes to decarbonize. Now, a lot of critics of EVs have talked about how carbon intense met, uh, mining is, extraction, pointed to other industries like steel and cement industries, which were very carbon intensive and, and doubted very much that what's the point um, since EVs to actually manufacture an EV or manufacture an EV battery is as dirty as extracting oil or gas out of the ground. So where's the win-win? Where's the net benefit? Well, this has not been lost on the industry. And the good news is that some firms are already heading in that direction to decarbonize the mining process. Mining leasers such as ArcelorMittal, Tinto, Rio Tinto, Solvay, and BHP are contracting various carbon reduction strategies such as truck electrification and regenerative thermal oxidation to, do, uh, to achieve the desired environmental improvements in their underground operations. Did you know there's only one company right now in the United States mining lithium? There are others coming, but right now, um, Albemar, the North Carolina-based chemicals manufacturer, owns the only lithium mine in the United States. They also own one in Chile. And they, they claim that they are the first lithium producer to begin an independent third-party audit using the Initiative for Responsible Mining Assurance Standard for Responsible Mining at the company's lithium brine extraction site, and that's in Chile, the Salar plant, located in Salar de Atacama. They're also a United Nations Global Compact Signatory, inclusive of the UNGCCO water mandate, and announced intentions to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a mining company, mining lithium. Mining lithium. They're making progress at decarbonizing the lithium extraction process so that the net impact is actually zero. It doesn't add anything to extract it from the ground. Can oil and gas say that? Can mining say that? Generally, no, they can't. They also promised to reduce the intensity of its freshwater usage by 25% and not in 20 years, not in 15 years, not in 10, but by the end of this decade, a little less than seven years. That's a commitment. And they're not asking you to take their word for it. They are making plans for third party audit and verification of all the steps I just mentioned. Doesn't mean it's perfect. And they do realize that no matter what they do, there is still going to be a carbon footprint. But let me lay this on you. And I, and I say this to the people, the naysayers, when it comes to EVs. The critical message here is that for every kilo of greenhouse gas that is emitted for lithium extraction, you have 50 kilos of avoided of greenhouse gas per year due to the operation of the electric vehicle. 
50 to 1. 50 to 1. And that's before they even get serious about cleaning up. 50 to 1. Right now, 50 to 1. Now, they realize as an industry that mining companies and the communities that they operate in have had, <laughs> there's been no trust. They call it deeply broken trust. So they're prepared to do the work. And they're doing the work. We've reported elsewhere here where that's happening up and down the supply chain. We talked about green steel. Volvo did that now a year, a little over a year and a half ago. BMW is working backwards into their supply chain to decarbonize it. They're working with steel companies. They're offering their technologies to cement companies. And steel and cement industries are the most capital, I'm sorry, carbon intensive industries on the planet right now. And progress is being made to reduce their carbon footprint. So this is not an all or nothing when it comes to EVs. And let me take this a little bit further. This particular mining operation is using sustainable energy, wind and uh, solar energy to run their to run their mining processing operation. So they're trying to get clean every way they can get clean. But let me lay this bombshell on you. We've got a bunch of trends happening right now. The trend of the automakers scaling up EVs. And what that means is they are going to be looking for ways to reduce cost. And right now, cost and weight are the enemies in the automobile business. <laughs> Guess what EV batteries are? They're heavy and costly. That means that that is enemy number one in scaling up, whether you're General Motors, Ford, Stellantis, whoever you are. You're going to be looking ways to, one, reduce the weight of the battery. Two, increase the range of the battery. Three, reduce the cost of the battery. Four, reduce your dependence on um, bottleneck materials, cobalt, nickel, other rare earths that are used in the manufacturing creation of the current batteries. You're going to want them safer. That means solid state or dry, getting rid of the slurry that has been a problem with large lithium batteries which will reduce fire risk. Solid state something we've been talking about a couple of years. They didn't expect to be around until the middle of this decade, but right now they're doing a big push and you might see some applications as early as next year. So there's a lot going on. And right from lithium on out, but everybody is aware that it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be green. They need to decarbonize the supply chain. It's not enough to have a EV vehicle at the end of the supply chain if the supply chain is dirty and they know this and they're working towards it. The big issue is, and the thing I keep seeing online, people are talking about lithium. Well, I'm not convinced that lithium is even going to be a player in 10 years. If the auto industry has anything to do with it, there may be lithium, but not in the amounts they're using today. And Let's talk about something else that is walking in lockstep. And even the mining industry understands in order to meet the demand for lithium, original mining of original lithium ore is not enough. As these first generation and early second generation vehicles come back and are repurposed and are finally scrapped, there is a big recycling activity going on in it. With Ford, it's lockstep. With the new plant they're building, they're building a recycling facility to recapture a lot of the materials used in battery manufacturing for EVs. Same thing's happening out in Nevada. It's happening, folks. Unlike the auto industry where recycling kind of came into its own, with the EV industry, recycling is walking lockstep 
because what they really want in the perfect world is what they call a closed loop supply chain. That means once you use the lithium, you keep reusing it as long as you can reuse it, meaning reducing the need for new material, reducing the, reducing the need for new mines, reducing the footprint of the damage that mining often causes. This is a thing. It's a thing. And it going all the way back up in the chain and it will only get more intense because that is the right thing to do. And right now it's the necessary thing to do. 1.1 billion metric tons of carbon dioxide are emitted by internal combustion engines every year in the United States. That's according to the Federal Energy Information Administration. I'll leave you with that number. Think about that. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information.